Hey guys, welcome back to the Channel Podcast. We're just guys from Melbourne talking about nerdy stuff. My name is Adam, and today I'm with Julian. Today we got a very special, exciting episode. It's just the two of us, not so much a group of guys today, but we are talking about uh, the Matrix. The Matrix uh, my... trilogy. The Matrix trilogy. Yeah, we're talking about the full trilogy. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, a little bit different. We're not gonna. We don't have necessarily any particular topics lined up in relation to this. Just so that um, see, it's uh, it's been twenty years as of last year since the first Matrix music movie was released, mm-hmm. and um, a lot has happened since then, <laughs> and we're in a whole different era. We are getting a fourth uh, one soon. We are getting a fourth one. Has it, it is in production? I believe the script is written. Uh, things are happening on that front. But um, I, I brought this to the table because uh, I was there. I, I was a teenager at the time the first movie was released. Um, and, you know, a sort of budding nerd uh, kid who, who was really into what these movies had to say. And Adam, on the other hand, was quite a bit younger than that and probably not necessarily aware of the conversation around it. I was about seven six or so when the first movie came out about nine ten when revolutions came out like i grew up knowing about it um absolutely it was something that people talked about but recently i watched the trilogy properly yeah straight through for the first time yeah right uh like I've, i've seen bits and pieces here and there and i've seen the um the Animatrix um, shorts, which were meant to be like a sequel to the whole thing, which I thought were cool. Yeah, that's sort of a side story, yeah. But I never really got the references to like the blue pill, the red pill. Yeah. Like when people <laughs> say that, I'm like, oh, I know it's from the a, Matrix. That's a whole can of worms at this point. <laughs> but I um, never okay, so, knew like what yeah. they meant, really. So tell, walk me through like, how how you went with the first film let's just start we'll go sort of film by film and like okay. talk about our reactions to them so um, okay so so i've I've, tr- I've actually tried watching the trilogy before in the past um okay. but i'm not i'm not that great with like old i guess would you would you call the matrix retro at this point i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> like absolutely they're 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 definitely from a different era to what we're we're living through at the moment like when you watch a movie and the first scene is a guy on a crt yeah on a crt monitor you <laughs> the, know that the terminal prompt <laughs> it's the best it's very dated so the first movie i thought was it, it was it was a good it was good i didn't really have much to expect going into it okay um it yeah. really did build on a lot of like what i i was missing like so yeah. we've got you know the red pill the red pill blue pill reference um, yeah, I mean, it has to be said, like, if you look up the Matrix memes, I would say at least 90% of what you'll find will be from the first movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so so many moments and so many little lines of dialogue that, that make for really, like, easily grabbed and easily clipped um, little moments in time that, that um, sort of say something about the world or, or, or about the, the world of the Matrix. So... Um, the, one of the sort of things that resonated is, is 
like this whole idea of the matrix like so let's let's talk about that like what is the matrix adam <laughs> what is the matrix uh well I, how do i break it down into like a couple of sentences yeah because uh, there, I, there I, may I, be I, listeners who've never heard never seen the movies also spoilers i guess you know yeah this is going to be a spoiler cast this, sure. this, is, this is definitely spoilers <laughs> um the matrix the i don't know a digital world made out of people's consciousness built by the machine so that Mm-hmm. The, the 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 minds of the bodies that they are consuming aren't aware that they're slaves. Yeah, to that's a really good recap. Population. I think that's 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 as good a a, a sort of description. What they never explained well, was what BTC standard for stood for. There actually is a lot of things that they didn't explain. I have come to realize. In the films, what what do you mean BTC? I don't even. So remember. they like I, I was watching it with a couple of mates, and like I was watching it with subs, and they said, "Oh, uh, the the machines needed the humans BTC to fuel their city." I'm like, "What does that stand for?" I, who knows? Body. I think it was like body temperature control or kinetic oh, okay. kinetic energy, something like that. It's something to do with farming energy off human bodies. Yeah. And it's it is like one of the sort of weird controversial things at the time, not controversial, but like one of the the sort of plot holes that people dug into was like they had to feed these human bodies with something. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Consuming energy, <laughs> creating whatever nutrients to feed them back into the humans, so that they could farm more energy. It it didn't seem like a very stable loop of energy, honestly. <laughs> Well, wasn't that like, isn't that a concept that's been used in other movies before? Um, what's, okay. what's it called? Soylent. Soylent Green. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a very famous, but that was actually, actually, I haven't seen that movie. All I know is the famous Soylent Green is people. Called, yeah. It's Charlton Heston, right? Um, back in the day. Um, but, but again, like, I don't know who's in control of that society. I don't think it was machines in that one. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Also, the weird thing was like, oh, okay. So each, my, my thought was, oh, okay, each like test chamber or like incubator are being oh. fed, you know, the same amount of food and stuff. But then yeah. once Neo comes out and you see Morpheus, he's like super buff. Right. <laughs> Everyone's kind of everyone's kind of skinny except Morpheus, who's kind of buff. Morpheus is still huge. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's very interesting. This is a this is a complaint people have held about <laughs> other post-apocalyptic bits of media, but we won't get into. How that. does this work? Um, no, there, there's, there are other things, <laughs> especially like the second movie. But we'll 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 go into it once we'll get we get to the that. second movie. But like, so like really, so um, back in the day, like the Matrix came out, the biggest. Thing, the biggest thing in the conversation was that there are a lot of people who were totally ready to accept that the matrix was a real thing. Oh, yeah. And that I we would. were actually. What, <laughs> I what do kind of remember that. Right? Right. <laughs> like we're living in a simulation. Can, and that's almost become a part of like a nerd sort of like the zeitgeist is like. Zero conspiracy. We, we are living, 
we are living it's it's a joke i take it as a joke personally i think there probably are some people take it a little bit more seriously yeah which i'm worried about them and for them but like <laughs> this idea and the funny thing is like what i think is interesting especially in a 2020 context um is that like this whole concept comes from this place of and and, and like if you were to sort of broaden the concept right it comes to this place of like if everything's a simulation then like especially now like the main way in the COVID era that we're interacting with the rest of the world is through screens and screens are i'm going to tell our listeners what's happening right now i'm looking at a picture of adam who's in front of the golden gate bridge and i know that's not where he is (laughs) yeah He's, he's on his zoom call and he's put a background on his on his on his thing that's put him in front of the golden gate bridge and that's obviously fake very clearly fake yes but there are definitely like cases where people uh have been able to sort of make alterations to their image for like tv conferences or whatever change how they look change the context of where they are and and perhaps even fool people so this idea that we're living in a simulation, we might not be in, in terms of the things that are sitting on my desk are obviously real to me, but there is a simulation in the fact of what I'm looking at at my screen currently right now is a simulation in some respects. Yes. A simulation of Adam coming down through and his pixels are displaying on my screen and none of that is necessarily trustworthy. So <laughs> like, if we weren't living in the matrix before 2020, we are now. <laughs> right. On some yeah. level. On some level. Wait yeah. till you start As... playing VR chat. <laughs> but like, and now obviously we live in a world where the Trump presidency has happened. Fake news is a thing. Mm. Like people talk about. Um, and like the level to which you can trust your own social media feed is questionable right like <laughs> and so and that's another layer of simulation uh-huh. on top of our reality there's like what the news sources are actually saying like right now if you go to google in australia you get a pop-up that says like the australian government is trying to ruin your search results yeah <laughs> and that's a whole situation the whole legal case there yeah the whole legal case but like google's trying to feed information out into the world and trying to make it true when it's a bit more nuanced than that. Like it's a little bit different. Um, so, so this idea, like in 1999, this was a revolutionary idea. Now it seems like, yeah, of course we're living in a situation. Yeah. Like what's, what's trustworthy now? <laughs> yeah. you can't Also trust like you. in a world of deep fakes, anything could be fake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which I think is fi- funny because like, I feel like for a viewer coming to the matrix now, you said you weren't particularly like um, your mind was your mind blown. Would you say that you, my mind. So no, I I would say my mind wasn't blown, but I could see like a lot of the relevancies of that, of the entire trilogy today. Obviously like part of that is because of your awareness of, of these in in the culture. Oh yeah. These concepts. Yeah. But I would also say like, it, it seems to me like, I mean, it's different as well because obviously I was a teenager at the time these first movies first came out. And like, this was the first movie that I'd ever seen that really 
tried to say like it's a, an action film it's a really good action film mm-hmm. that is also trying to say something philosophically about the world that we live in or, or, or the world that the characters live in you know so um there's a level of um you know here's here's the world that you know and watch as i blow your mind <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like yeah, you, and so for a teenager watching that for questioning the everything time, absolutely it's like inception it's like inception owes a lot to this film a lot of movies owe a lot to this film oh yeah yeah for sure yeah but i do remember like the conversations people were having coming out of inception were similar to the ones people were having coming out of the matrix yeah in terms of like this changes everything this is this is so like what what if i'm dreaming now what what can i trust you know all that stuff um it's the same as like what if everything in the world is a simulation (laughs) <laughs> and um you know i feel like this is a genre besides christopher nolan not many people are doing this type of stuff <laughs> in in pop culture anymore but i like you know are, what I mean? are people because we've we've become a, more aware of like how the studios work and the, the gatekeepers that yeah. are involved in production all that stuff this must have been like this was definitely yeah. ahead of his time but the guy who greenlit this was probably high or something oh absolutely like how <laughs> like how did how this did get green how did this movie ever get made yeah what Chapskis had done a couple of movies before but none of them were like this not just one really movie sci-fi. but like three right yeah exactly a whole full trilogy um <laughs> it's wild uh so and and then we can talk about like the action moments like there were this series a lot of tiles get destroyed in this series <laughs> a lot yeah. of walls get bashed in and it's great and and like um again even the type of action that we see is a little bit different to what we see now like there are more lingering shots a lot of slow motion mm-hmm. i think zach snyder owes a lot to these guys these these yeah as well yeah <laughs> um but like yeah yeah, the the action, like the first Matrix movie, I was rewatching it. I was all these memories coming flooding back, and like, not for not for without good reason because so many of these moments are iconic. Like the lobby scene, uh-huh. gunfight is huge, and like even the soundtrack of that became a meme <laughs> for a little while. Oh, I like definitely every- knew I was watching a '90s movie once the the soundtrack <laughs> came on. You know, that, that like, you don't hear that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously like anime influences throughout the whole trilogy, you know, all this stuff. Mm. Um, you don't like, especially in 1999, like, let's, do you know what, what other action movies came out in 99? This is like Independence Day here and stuff. Like there, were, like, there weren't a lot of martial arts in Hollywood action, I don't think. This is a very martial arts like series. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know. The first Mission Impossible, was that up by then? I think so. Yeah. Um <laughs> there was a 007, a Pierce Brosnan 007 movie. So no, Mission Impossible payback. one was ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. Wild Wild Okay, that's an interesting fact actually. Um, they approached uh, Will Smith to be in this movie. Do you know to be to play? Yeah, the, yeah, no. I, that's that's something I've heard like over the he years. Did the wild, he did Wild Wild West instead. 
How do you feel for not? How do you feel for not taking out the Matrix trilogy? Yeah. Wait. So what? Uh, who was? Who was Will Smith meant to play though? Did we ever find out? The lead character of Neo. He was meant to play Neo. Okay. Absolutely. Should be in quite a different movie, I think. It would. Let's talk about that. Keanu Reeves. How do you? How do you feel about him in this? Well, I think the obvious fact is that you know if you see Keanu Reeves now, he hasn't really aged that much. I think that's. That's, that's he's very... gotten more built. That's what I noticed. Like, if you yeah. look at John Wick, Keanu, he's he's like a tank. Um, like the Matrix One, Keanu is is a weed. Yeah, he is. He's, he he's is got definitely... like he's got muscle, but he's like skin. He's a twig in comparison. Now he's <laughs> now he's like huge. It's great. Keanu Reeves now looks more like Morpheus, and like that's going to be really interesting to see if he's in the third in the fourth movie. Morpheus. <laughs> No, Keanu. Oh, like right. he, He's probably going to be in the Morpheus role in some, yeah. some sense, you know. Um, He'll be the older mentor sort of character. I don't know. What did what did Keanu Reeves do before this? I feel like it might have just Bill been... Bill and Ted's excellent. Oh, was, it, was Bill and Ted out before? Oh, well, no. That was, was that was a long time. That was probably five years before The Matrix. The Matrix. Okay. He actually wasn't huge. He wasn't a big star right. until The Matrix made him a big star. He did but is that like, as well. that was obviously the movie that really uplifted all his other movies because we're, we're getting another Bill and Ted yep. this year. Yeah. But, but in, in the same sort of sense, it, he kind of didn't shake the Matrix thing for a while. Like he, he'd try to do, he's, he's become like, even when like Constantine came out, right? people were still thinking of him as the Matrix guy. Yeah. In, in, in another sort of sci-fi-esque sort of thing um so it was a it 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 was both a great thing for his career but also uh a bit of a like this is this is that guy sort of thing um this is the matrix why is why is neo doing magic yeah yeah (laughs) Um, um what i've what i've like what i realized was the clothes that they wear throughout the entire series you know they're pretty much they look like bombs in the mach- yeah. in the real world, the machine real world, world, I guess. Yeah. Um, but in the Matrix, they're like in tight black leather, right? The whole they're time, like goth punk, sort of like you know, slick, everything's. And that's like the whole thing about the Matrix. Like once you're aware that you're in the Matrix, you have full control over how you look, I guess, or. Yeah, or like your your avatar in the Matrix reflects how you feel about yourself. Except everyone yeah. in the Resistance decides to wear black. Oh, actually, no, a couple yeah. of people yeah, who wear white. There are a couple that wear white. Yeah. <laughs> um, except you've got they just don't want to be dirty. Then you've got like <laughs> the Oracle, who's just an old lady. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. but then yeah, but the Oracle's well, not really a real out, person. We find out something about yeah the yeah. Oracle later on. Um. Yeah. And uh, and Seraph isn't a real person either, so you can't really yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, but like, okay, so if we go back to the first movie, there's there's a guy I can't remember his name now, but he gets unplugged, right? Taken taken into the real world, and then he's like the the villain, I guess, besides Smith, that um, decides to the yeah 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 so. Who wants to go back and get plugged back Cypher, in? Cypher, I think, is his name. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this was a big deal. Like, it, this was a huge memeable moment when he was having dinner with Agent Smith and he was like... I know this is mistake. Yeah, I know this steak is fake. I know it's just, you know, endorphins putting being injected into my brain. But, yeah. like, still tastes great. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Like, that was a huge, like... Um, yeah, you know, going going back and trying to take the, the blue pill after you've already taken the red pill. I guess. Yeah, I'm like, I want to, I want to go back in. I want to forget everything. Um, you can have Morpheus, but I just want to come back as this really rich guy. It's all yeah. important, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like literally his dialogue. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's like, that was definitely part of the conversation as well. Like, if the, if this was the Matrix, would you want to know? Yeah. Like, could you like, yeah, yeah you, you wake up. Cause, it, cause like the, the alternative is waking up in, in a shit, like a shitty sort of like, you know, if, if everything is to be taken at face yeah. value, then like. Yeah. And your limbs yeah. don't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need, you need to be, everything's atrophied. Nothing's yeah. good. So like when, when Nia came out, I'm like, oh, you see that scene where he's just lying on the table naked with pins in his muscles. Oh, and he's yeah. going like, why does why do my eyes hurt? Yeah, because you've never used them before. Used them before, yeah. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, massive mind blowing <clears throat> stuff. And then he goes hair like almost instantly. Instantly, <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard to say like what the time period is meant to have passed between oh, these yeah, that's three true. movies. Yeah, it's really like kind of difficult. But yeah, he does seem to grow his hair quite quickly. The, the end the end of the first movie kind of like oh, yeah. I don't know the thing between Neo and Trinity just wasn't really built up yeah i could say that like it is it is odd it seems to come out of nowhere a little bit um yeah (laughs) so it wasn't like the most um i think the chemistry isn't isn't necessarily like great as far as i'm concerned yeah i don't know but it it does become a key part of like what happens later on in, in the trilogy it's yeah, just sort of wild. Yeah, um, like I'm. I'm gonna put it out there, not just for the first movie. Oh, not 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 for the first movie, but for the other two. There's a lot of making out scenes. There are. Yep. Just. Like, yeah, Wachowski's really wanted to see these two people making out. That's <laughs> yeah. That on I'm pretty sure there's a sex scene in there somewhere as well for the third movie. There is. Second, yeah, second, second movie. movie. Yeah. Second movie. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the second movie now. Second I mean, movie. Oh, it's actually one thing, like just in general, like how do we feel about um, uh, Hugo Weaving's Agent Smith? I think Hugo, like Hugo Weaving, I still knew was Smith going up. Right. That's that's a guy that I like. I knew about. Uh, yeah, like in the first movie, he's just an agent. You know, that, there's nothing crazy right. about him being, you know, the main bad guy. Until yeah. the second movie, it kind of like yeah. it, it builds. It, it starts his character starts to develop um, towards the end. Yeah, but then it, yeah, and, and then so it really explains we're it. Talking to Morpheus about how filthy humans are and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, like they, they they disgust me. But it's an iconic performance. <laughs> Everybody, like he was a standout of that whole series, just because his his line reads were so. Like On nobody, point. nobody reads like that. Nobody yeah. says things like that. And it, he sounded like Mr. he wasn't Anderson. properly human. 
Mr. Anderson. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Okay, so let's move on to the second movie. Second movie. Um, Reloaded. Reloaded. uh, And it opens with they're trying to get away from squids, I think, or something like that. And the Sentinels. um, Yeah, the the Sentinel squids. Yeah. Uh, There's like a little bit of Lovecraft in that design, by the way, which is kind of cool. Machines feeling more organic than machines should. I think it's a creepy sort of um, aesthetic to go with, and I love it. Um, I can't actually remember how how the second movie opens. So, so two. I how did how did the second movie open? Uh, They're in a meeting. The go. There was a meeting. There's a meeting um, with the other captains. Have they already figured out that the the Sentinels are coming to Zion? I think or that's is that a little bit later. Maybe that might be like at least ten minutes so, in. I was telling you in our sort of back channel um, that around the time of the second film, they actually released a game called Enter the Matrix, right? Which follows Niobe Jada Pinkett Smith's character's journey, like a little bit before, during, and and towards the end of the second film, and actually sort of gives some details like some of the messages that that they need to carry um back to zion and you know some of the things that they did are all elaborated on in enter the matrix um which is a really especially at the time was a really unique approach to sort of video game tie-in properties because usually what would happen is that your video game would just be you playing as the main character of the movie uh, and doing all the stuff that that character does in the movie, right? Like, yeah, that play, makes sense. Yeah, that's that's how most video game tie-ins work. Whereas in this case, Wachowski's actually approached a video game developer and said, "Hey, we love video games. We want to make a video game that's important to the lore of these films, and actually tells gives some details that you won't see in the movies," um, which is wild. <laughs> I don't think it was a long game. I think it was about six to eight hours. Um, it's quite good, as I remember. I think it came on PS2, uh, just by looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. PS2, PC. GameCube? That's probably it. No, I don't think it came out on GameCube. PS2, GameCube, it Windows, out. Xbox. Oh, it was. There you go. Um, so that's a very different like uh, sort of thing. But yeah, it does explain, I think, it explains what um, the the I forget what uh, Logos is the name of the other ship. Nebuchadnezzar, which is Morpheus' yeah. ship. Logos is yeah, ship. is Niobe's ship. Um, yeah, and explains what they were doing, where they were, and, and how they ended up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so there's that, um, and and like if it's confusing, why where where the beginning of uh, the Matrix Reloaded is and what happens there. It's probably why <laughs> we're just missing details. <laughs> so with with like with two, it definitely built on the greater world of yeah. the Matrix. So the Matrix yeah. and the Resistance, uh, Zion. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, the Matrix Two, like the big famous scene in the Matrix Two is definitely like the underground rave. Yeah. The underground rave orgy <laughs> in Zion. Yeah, that was just every, all the ships That's, are in all the ships are in docked right now. Let's just go have a party. Yeah, yeah 
yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and a big That's speech on Morpheus. Yeah, exactly. Today we're canceling the apocalypse. Let's let's yeah. party. <laughs> let's party and just have sex with each other. Yeah, and like literally, I, I'm pretty sure that's when when I was like watched these when they came out. That's pretty much when I walked out. I was like, that's that's all I remember. And also, <laughs> what happened? What happened? I mean, I was young, of course. And also, yeah. what happened at the very end of that movie? Um, like. Because I think one of the things that happened, um, one of the things what what it seems to me is like the the first Matrix is just full of quotable moments, like really short snippets that explained everything mm-hmm. that you need to know. Um, whereas in the second and third movies, they were definitely much more like, okay, we need to sit down and have a chat about what's going on here. Like the scene with the architect, it's long yeah. and and dumps a lot of information on you. And a lot of it just doesn't really make sense. It kind of reverses a lot of what was talked about. In the first movie. In the it first movie. Like, like in the first movie, Neo, you are the one. The same right. movie. Neo, this you are the one. Question of but not really. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the number six. Yeah. I get definitely every scene that the Oracle is in feels like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like you told me that I wasn't. It's was like she was like I I told you what you needed to hear. <laughs> oh, that's not helpful. It's your choice now, buddy. Just do whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, so I think like uh, it was much more difficult to come out of that and sort of quote like little moments to other nerds because um it it's just not uh you know. It's not as uh, it's not as quotable. Uh, the 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 key ideas are not short snippets. You can't say there is no spoon, you know, like mm. um, uh, or um, I finally understood where that quote came from. There is no spoon. Sorry, I you finally, finally <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, let's 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 talk about Neo's power level between the first right. movie and the second movie. Okay, right. Like first movie, especially within the Matrix. Within the Matrix, he starts yeah. off, you know, newbie as you would expect, training training with Morpheus, <laughs> getting his butt yeah. kicked, and yeah. then he becomes Superman at the end of the first movie. Pretty much, yeah. And then in the second movie, he and becomes. I like the the operators are always surprised at him doing new outrageous new stuff. Things. It's like, surely you'd be used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in the second movie, it's no longer surprising that he can go faster than anyone in the, in the world. Well, it was weird because, like, in the second movie, uh, one of the operators, I think, his Link. Yeah, Link. Link's like Morpheus to go into Link. Like, what's what's he doing? Oh, he's doing a Superman thing. Like, Superman exists. Yeah, exactly. In, in, this, in this world. So, so at some point, like, yeah, that's true. Actually, they they know that Superman. Yeah. Apparently, they they there is entertainment. In the Matrix. Oh yeah, like we we know in the first movie where there's the guy holding a nudie mag. Really, I don't. I can't recall. Oh, the that, guy who honestly. the guy who programs the red la- the lady in the red dress. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's something. But but also like yeah yeah at that point they're like oh yeah he can he can fly he can fly. <laughs> it's it's a, he's he just randomly hats. learns how to fly at the end of the first movie. But like yeah and like the, but there are points where 
he he can do things beyond that or or he does that but better so like yeah. when he's racing to to catch the big sort of you know the highway scene where the two tracks morpheus collide and the key master yeah he catches morpheus and and the key master yeah um like apparently he's going faster than ever before which is was is really well done i think in the film like his he's got a wake of like cars following behind him and stuff and then towards the end he pretty much goes supersonic and catches trinity out of a falling building from the other side of the yeah. planet the city like yeah. the planet the block we don't know it's we hard to tell yeah I, I, by the way one something we didn't mention about the first movie did you, did you catch where it was filmed no the city scenes no it was I, I filmed did. in sydney was it oh i wasn't yeah oh. if you if you if you pay attention closely you, there's one point you see the commonwealth bank logo and then i think because I, I remember oh i i'm pretty sure i got you know when when this movie came out on dvd it was the movie to have on dvd right okay. like it was yeah, I was. it's sort of yeah this this film sold dvd players back in the day because yeah. there were special features on the dvd and it was like high definition for, for the time and so but like yeah i remember watching the special features and showing there's one scene i think with um uh agent smith and morpheus when when he's interrogating morpheus that scene is filmed in a location that overlooks the sydney harbor and they had to cgi in a building in the way so that you wouldn't see the sydney opera house huh, <laughs> huh. yeah okay it's really interesting. But anyway, besides that, yeah, we like it's hard to get a sense of the scale of the city. Um and I guess that's appropriate because it's in the matrix and who knows, you know. <laughs> it's not meant to model anything specifically. No, exactly. It's not meant to be a real place in the world. Like generic generic metropolitan city. Exactly. And it's it's sort of meant to be infinite, I guess. Yeah. Like you never see any rural areas in the matrix or you never see um even suburbs in the matrix but i guess like they they do explain that the the version of the matrix that we see is not the first version of the matrix no yeah so you think like it's interesting at the beginning during the first iteration of the matrix there may have been rural areas and suburbs and maybe maybe pets or whatever well i think the idea was it was too good a simulation in the sense that like it was a place where nothing wrong happened and in a way, like, and, and you know, obviously, uh, Judeo-Christian mythology is all throughout these films. And so what they're really talking about is that this was the Garden of Eden. We created the Garden of Eden. It was too perfect. And people came out of it because it was, like, obviously fake. Yeah. Um, and people so they had to put in flaws. Yeah. 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 They had to build in flaws. Um, and that's my reading of it anyway. I'm sure there are many, many other interpretations of of what the study of the there. matrix 20 years later yeah <laughs> um but getting back into yeah the second movie like um people were angry <laughs> this was my first my first sort of introduction to sort of toxic fandom wait so people like, came out of the movie angry they were pissed okay <laughs> people were pissed because again i think part of the problem was like the first movie introduces this mind-blowing world with quotable moments 
and like scenes that sort of quickly explained what was going on. And then in the second movie, I think it was just, it was too heady. There was too much talk and people didn't quite get it. And, and also it, it like, um, there were elements of it, which like that couldn't happen. That couldn't possibly happen. So the matrix is no longer a thing that they can believe in. Okay. <laughs> I think people just really wanted to believe that they were in the matrix and because there was a betrayal, right? Like, so the, the, the end of the second movie, uh-huh. um, Neo stops the Sentinels with his mind powers in the real world. Yes. Which is not, if, if you believe in the matrix, that should be the, a thing that could happen. He has the force. He does. And uh, yeah, like that is never actually really explained. Oh, <laughs> uh, they Why did it. They did that. explain it in the third movie. Did they? I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got that impression when, um, yeah. they uh, I don't know. He also becomes Jesus and resurrects Trinity from the dead. <laughs> I wouldn't like. Do you know what? If they call the fourth movie Resurrections. It would not surprise me. <laughs> Has it got a title yet? I don't think so. It's like it's still not out to like another two more years. So yeah, but I mean, you've got Reloaded, you've got Revolutions, Resurrections would actually be it. It fit the, would be appropriate. The, our, the re theme, and actually, no one would be surprised. It would. It would make <laughs> sense considering how the third one ended. Um yeah. But like, yeah, you you've got that scene where you know Neo literally like phases his hands into trinity's chest and then literally like grabs her heart yeah and yeah. pumps it back up yeah and then uh we find out that neo can actually see the code of the matrix in the matrix yeah he he does that in the first film at the end of okay. the first film he sees everything oh yeah when he dies after he dies yeah 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 the first time um but yeah, like I just remember everyone like thinking, everyone. The whole conversation was watch the first film, don't bother with the sequels. So I actually like, talked to a few people and yeah. told them like, hey, uh, I'm I'm watching the Matrix. Um, like, do you want to join? Because I'm like I'm, I'm on a Discord channel of a couple of other nerds and weebs, and the consensus was watch the first movie. First half of the second movie is good. Second half of the second movie was uh, absolute dog shit. <laughs> Yeah, and I can see that's uh, still the perception. Do you agree with that though? I I can understand where they're coming from. I can one hundred percent agree where they're coming from. It just takes a massive turn with the power scaling and the world and everything yeah, okay. just, that's just going that's on. That's interesting. Um, I, I I think like I think definitely at the time part of the reason people reacted so strongly against these movies was because they just didn't expand in the way that they wanted on what the first film did. I think like, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the reason <laughs> why what could the, they have done like after watching the second one, the reason like I felt a little bit upset, Yeah, but that's the reason why was because for the entire first movie, Neo was told to be the one and like, okay, cool. Right. This guy is the savior of his world. Um, mm. He's going to do great things. He's essentially Superman Jesus level now, but then yep. he, he makes it to the architect. And he pretty much goes to him. Yeah, no, I created you. You're just an anomaly that we had to account for. There's been like yeah. six other versions of you in the past. You're nothing yeah. special, dude. And then yeah. at the end of the movie, 
Neo's like, I'm not Jesus anymore. I've got this existential yeah. crisis. If I, you know, if I walk through this door, there is no going back. Either everyone's going to yeah. die. Um, yeah. That's so that's the, the choice he's faced with. Is, yeah. is like, yeah. The choice is given at the end of the second movie is like, you can go through door number A, which means the whole world will be reset again. We'll destroy Zion. We'll start fresh with a version of 7.0 yeah. of the Matrix. Or, and like, see, like a part of it, I think, um, I never sort of understood why it had to be him going through that door or, or like, apparently he, he is the sum of all the bugs in the, in the matrix at yeah. that point. And so in order to, to fix the code, he has to go back into the source. I don't know. Um, it, the metaphor is, is twisted in all sorts of weird different directions. So there. yeah, if he, if he goes option, through one of the doors, uh, yeah. he becomes part of the source code and then right. Zion will be destroyed, but then... He gets to choose 16 people. Yeah, 16, 16 to people to rebuild Zion. Zion again. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, there, there are things, like, that I completely forgot about in the second movie. Like, there's the, the meeting that he has um, with the counsellor and they go down to the machine level and he's like, oh, yeah. I don't really know how these machines work, but they're important. <laughs> we need them. Um, which was really like super interesting, like to, to see some acknowledgement that like, this is a symbiotic relationship. This isn't like the machines are slave, uh, have enslaved the humans and the humans are powerless. Like actually Zion and the human, communities is necessarily for the for the machines to survive mm. and the machines are necessary for this for zion to survive it's it's like circle of life it's not a it's a circle of life yeah it's not um yeah but then like uh the architect gives him this choice to sort of reset everything or go and save trinity <laughs> go and save and trinity, that love story get zion destroyed also in the process destroying um the machines, but they'll still survive on some like tiny level. Yeah. And they're, they're yeah. okay with it. I mean, the whole thing is a reset. Like it's just hitting reset on the whole thing. All over. Yeah. Do it all again. Um, I like, I think it was a really interesting bit of, I actually really like that scene, the way they have all the screens around the two people. And then they zoom into like, you see all of Neo's different reactions, I guess, in his brain. So are they meant to and be... And zoom into the screen. Are they meant to be the other iterations of Neo before well, this one? That's I what I thought. Know. I feel like it's, it's either a stylistic choice that is meaningless. <laughs> that's really cool. Or we're looking at, like, somehow we're looking at different sort of timelines of the multiverse. And we're zooming in on the choice that he ends up making in the timeline that we're following because the architect like does go like oh this time you've had a, i like your reaction this time meaning yeah, he's had quick this time yeah. yeah like he's had the conversation with the one or this version of neo before but never to this yeah never that far let see like i think this conversation just sort of um exemplifies why this movie went over a lot of people's heads and they didn't they like were upset it. and they didn't understand and didn't, yeah. didn't like it like it wasn't a simple sort of thing. It's like we're we're still trying to puzzle it out now. <laughs> yeah. Neo, you're essentially a glitch. Just accept yeah. it. Yeah, he's Neo is the glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we can't allow your wall hacks to be <laughs> your flight hacks. So I don't know. I rewatching it, I definitely enjoy it a lot more than the first time I watched it. Like, right. um, and and honestly, I enjoyed it more than most people at the time as well. I thought that it was still a good movie, but I can see where, like, say they made a sequel to Inception that tried to it was just straight up like more inception and <laughs> didn't really expand the universe didn't really say anything at least in a simple way that you can walk out of the cinema and, and repeat do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the quotable nature of the first matrix was as great as strength but also it became a weakness of the sequels because you couldn't quote them as easily um in those moments like uh they didn't have as many things like you know, red pill, blue pill that could become cultural touchstones, you know, in the, in the second and third film. He didn't but even like, I do... still think it's a good movie. Like, I, the, one of the iconic things about the first movie is the um, board dodge. Yeah. Where, he, where he's leaning back and he's dodging boards yeah. at a 90 degree angle. I don't think he even does it yeah. again in the second movie. No, he, does, he doesn't need to, though. Yeah. <laughs> he can fly. He can fly <laughs> and he could also just stop feeling like... Mo- most of the yeah, he can just stop port. Most of the most of the things that um, he's capable of in the second movie is like so far beyond that. I'm like, but that's again, like in in a way, um, if something could be physically quotable, people will do the board dodge. Even now, people will do a board yeah. dodge, you know, as and uh, as a like a a, a quote, a, a, a physical quote of that moment in the film. It's just everyone knows what it looks like and sort of what it would be like to sort of try and do that in real life. So they do it. And, and like, was when the second movie came out, was this matrix peak in terms of like pop culture relevance? I, I would say so. I would say like it definitely flattened out and if, if not dropped after the sequel. Because so it's, yeah, it was definitely four years since the first movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I remember listening to, a Kevin Smith podcast. Okay. And a lot of the stuff he did, like back when he was making clerks back in the day was mm. very matrix heavy. Like if you were okay. to watch, if you were to look at, um, silent Bob's design, okay. His, okay. his, his coat. I mean, yeah, it, it comes, well, that's the like, thing. I think, I think what they're tapping into is this nerd aesthetic yeah. that has been around for since the eighties, probably mm-hmm. of like, long dark trench coats and like lots of leather <laughs> yeah and apparently people um, got in trouble a lot for wearing that to school and stuff right right but yeah like the, it's it's sort of this it's the cyberpunk aesthetic of of 2099 of, of 1999 yeah yeah <laughs> um and that's that's sort of like uh you know if you look at sort of will william gibson's work i think a lot of people think of that as as having this sort of style as well, wearing black and white sunnies indoors, sunglasses during the day, during the night, and and like <laughs> slick back hair, and and just like I don't know, some sort of idea of what coolness is. <laughs> I don't know. It's not something. It's not a look that I think I could get away with. <laughs> then or now, ever. <laughs> I never tried back in the day, and I don't. I don't feel. Like, hey, you, you know, know when the cons know. back, when the cons are uh, reopen again, you can always 
invest in a <laughs> Morpheus suit or a Neo suit. Just... Yeah. I don't know, like honestly, I don't mind the styles of the like of the looks, but it's it's very it's it sits within a subculture that i don't think i'm a part of <laughs> i don't really know if i want to be a part of like so agent smith in the second movie oh he, yeah he gets an incredible upgrade right he has clone powers he has yeah he's just assimilating people to be part of his programming yeah and so like the implication in there at the start of that whole thing is that um it was it was neo entering agent smith that changed his coding and made him able to do this thing is that is that what you got out of it i didn't really get it until the third movie they did explain why yeah okay i thought um because the first thing we see of it is so agent smith finds out where this secret meeting is being held right he knocks on the door and then he hands the door guy his earpiece um, the package for neo yeah it's his earpiece and the message is like you freed me or something like that is, is sort of thanking I'm no longer part of this agency or th- yeah. this programming. I'm on my own, doing my own thing. Yeah. But I also want yeah. to kick your ass. Yeah, totally. My, my is, purpose like, is to kill you. I honestly feel like the, the movies didn't really address this or really like focus on it too much. The, the idea that Agent Smith was created by Neo. <laughs> yeah. And couldn't have existed without him. Like he couldn't, he wouldn't have had the, the capabilities that he has. And so all of everything that happens is, is, is from that <laughs> in the sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, but agents, yeah, like that's a huge upgrade and we see him do it a lot. <laughs> so he, um, he starts assimilating pedestrians. So just simple programs. Right. Um, but also well, I think he's other a, agents. He's assimilating humans. He's, he can, he, and he, that's oh, and he simulates humans towards the end as well. He assimilates Bane. Yeah. He assimilates Bane, yeah, who's a, who's a free human and manages yeah. to get out into Bane's real body. Yeah. Which, which is a big deal. Yeah. That's, that's weird. <laughs> that was very weird. And yeah. then in like the third movie, we'll get to the third movie, yeah. you've got the guy playing Bane trying to do... Are you good I, mean, he, your I think he does a decent job of of the Hugo weaving. I can imagine like Hugo weaving being on set and saying, "Now this is how you're going to say this lie, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Anderson." Um, I think he does a decent job of it, honestly. Like I, the way Neo takes forever to fucking realize what. Oh yeah, he, he says Mr. Anderson like <laughs> five serious? times. Yeah. How do you still don't know who I am? In that way, yeah. You haven't figured it out yet, Mr. Anderson. Look past the flesh. (laughs) Look into my gooey eyes. But that's a wild idea. I think that's a really interesting idea. That was a very wild idea. The machine can change the human's consciousness and make him. But did they know when when the second movie was released, did everyone know that there was going to be a third? Yes. Okay. They were essentially uh, announced at the same time because um, they were in production at the same time. Okay. They had to be. Well, yeah, because they came uh, out like... Because they, they came out within months of each other. Yeah. yeah. like So one came out in May and the other one came out in December. Yeah, something like that. Um, 
So, so everyone knew it was going to be a trilogy. And so yeah. like, uh, I'm sure like there were fans that fell off after that second movie and were like, I'm no longer interested in this mm-hmm. because that didn't, that, that raised more questions than answers. And I didn't understand the answers that it did give. Right. And it's no longer fun. <laughs> so with Maybe, the I second movie, there was also a tie-in. Um, I think I mentioned it before, the Animatrix. The, yeah. the animated okay. anthology series that really connects a lot right. of the stuff with the Matrix lore. And I've yeah. only seen about half of it. Um, but where does that, like, where does that place in? Because so to me, that's a prequel yeah. to the trilogy. But there's also yeah, a mean, short that ties in with the second one with yes. a kid who becomes self-aware on his own. There's a few of them. I think there's um, the... Like the idea of it is like it's a short story collection that fleshes out the world of the films. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, uh, yeah, just a collection of stories that in terms of timeline, a lot of them would have been before uh, the events of the films, sometimes like a long time before. Yeah. But other, other times it was threaded through the plots as well. Um, and so if you wanted a complete picture of everything, the matrix related, mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of media that you had to sort of dig through. Like I remember even the website back in the day was, was pretty revolutionary in the ways that it sort of expanded the, uni- the universe. They had, I remember my first exposure to Neil Gaiman was a short story that he wrote about the matrix. Um, and it was on the matrix website. So, so speaking of the website, I was actually curious because you see the website at the end of the credits, matrix.com, www.matrix.com. If you go yeah. through it now, it's a website for hair and beauty health. Are you serious? Like matrix.com or the matrix.com? Matrix.com. Okay. Yeah, that's not what it was back in the day. Yeah. Someone snapped it up. That's really funny. Yeah, wow. So, um, okay. Definitely for like that last movie that they, the, someone, someone's going to be selling that domain back. <laughs> oh, who knows? And like, if it's, if it's got a subtitle, they'll probably just use the domain featuring the subtitle matrixresurrections.com. <laughs> mm, that's true. I'm calling it. I reckon that's what they'll call it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, you heard it here first. Drop down a podcast. Um, <laughs> so, but, but getting course. back, let's 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 move into the third film, uh, Revolutions, and like Revolutions, we get lots of big battle scenes. I actually, I think Revolutions is quite good. I watched this last night. Um, Revolutions is probably the most actiony out of all of them. It is. It's straight up, and the first one had a lot of action. I think the second one had the least, um, but the third one, and because it's action in the real world, quote unquote, yeah. Um, it feels more sort of physical in a lot of ways. Like I think the big problem with the action scenes in the second one was they used a lot of CGI more than they did in the first one um, in uh, reload with a burly brawl and the highway scene. There was just a lot of CGI going on. So um, I watched, and there isn't in the third one as well. I'm pretty sure I watched the remastered version of it. Um, Which I'm was not the sure what you, resolution uh, for yeah. all of them. Yeah, a high 1080p uh, version. Yeah. So when I was watching it, it 
it certainly felt like a movie that you would definitely see in the theaters today. And that was the whole point of the yeah. remaster. But yeah. so the, the end scene where he's um, Neo's versing with, I guess, Prime Smith. Yep. Um, oh, it's, the, it's the Oracle Smith. It's actually not the oh, first. The, the Oracle Smith. Yeah. Um, Which I didn't realize until I rewatched it. <laughs> no, that, that didn't click to me like till the end. Yeah. So when, when they're fighting, on, they're all flying. They're yeah. both flying. Yeah. That's definitely like a direct cut from uh, Man of Steel. It just felt like a You're... Man of Steel. I like, mean, it's fight. a very Superman type of fight. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's very like it's Superman versus Bizarro Superman or something like someone at his power level that, that like, yeah. When I was watching it, I'm like, this is, this is practically Superman versus Zod. In Zack right, Snyder's. exactly. Yeah. In Zack Snyder's movies. Um, I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, when you said before, Zack Snyder totally took a lot of the stuff from yeah. this movie uh, into he's his. He's a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people were big fans, uh, but not, yeah. not all of them became like big mega Hollywood That's true. producers. <laughs> um, um, so, you've got like the mechs. You see mechs some anime cool. mechs. The mechs were yeah, cool. Yeah, very cool. They were very cool. <laughs> Yeah. They reminded me a lot of the Avatar mechs. Like yeah, bare, yeah. Burn, bare burn yeah. mechs. But yeah. I think that's Absolutely. that's what you get for using like generic humanoid mechs. Yeah. Yeah. The designers. Uh, uh, the, the particular scale that they are as well. Like it's, a, it's more of a battle suit than a mech. Yeah. Um, and it's just the frame as well. There's no like outer armor. They look like what you would get if you had. Um, so like Ripley's in in the Alien movie, mm-hmm. the the I forget what they call it, but the um, basically walking forklift thing, and just attached machine guns to them. What are they called in the <laughs> Matrix? They called them APUs or AKUs. APUs. AP, AP, yeah. APUs. Armored personnel unit or something like yeah. that. Who knows? You gotta remember, like the 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 movie back back in those days, they had to explain what an EMP was every time. I know. Well, then the first the first time they use it, it's very funny. This is not something you need to explain in 2020. No. <laughs> electromagnetic pulse, actually. Yeah. It disrupts electrical it's signals. So good. It kills everything within a radius. Yeah, that's definitely something I noticed as well. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like it wasn't it wasn't well known technology in 1999. Apparently, oh, so that's everywhere, it. I guess. I mean, now it's understood, it's yeah. not like something that happens on a daily basis or anything, <laughs> but it's in a lot of movies. <laughs> There's not much Neo in the third movie. Yeah. I mean, again, I think they did what they wanted to with his sort of superpowered in the Matrix stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in the third movie here, yeah, he spends most of the time like not, not really in his body or in the Matrix. It's very weird. So the f- like the the whole train station thing. Yeah. So it starts off yeah. with he's in a coma, but then they realize yeah. he's he's his his body's in a coma. In matrix. But yeah. he's jacked into the matrix without actually being jacked in. Without a physical jack, yeah. Yeah. Which is so something he- they don't really explain how he's able to do yeah. that. They don't. Like I said, they don't. I don't feel like they don't explain a lot about Neo. So really. he wakes up at the train station, which is like the the medium the 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 halfway point between the real world and the matrix. Yeah. But it's also controlled by the matrix. 
the train yeah the train, the that train station I, again this is where people like i think fell off this series because it wasn't well explained what was going on you know. and then we were introduced to exile programs like where do they go yeah so i found it weird that you've got that little girl yeah who's like and then we meet her parents and the guy's like i'm the program that that controls power for such and such thing and this is my wife who is also a program and we made a baby <laughs> it's like, yeah what is that kid <laughs> yeah is that is that kid an that actual kid like is that an Are actual incubating a... baby or is that just that's my question too that's my question too and then she's like i'm gonna get on the train and get out of here my parents aren't allowed to come with me because they're programs and, and what it, it would make sense if if she was a born child that they she's trying to get out into when one program loves another world. program right <laughs> there's a genetic algorithm that chooses the best features <laughs> of both programs <laughs> both programs you get you get this inherent attribute you get this inherent attribute <laughs> <laughs> um so what like yeah is, is that an actual baby in real life or is that just another sub program who knows yeah yeah i mean like i, I would love more detail on this stuff but i guess like there's a lot going on because they, they call <laughs> her the last exile but then she goes yeah. to the oracle but nothing then really she, yeah happens. she winds up at the oracle and the oracle is played by a different person and i think that happened because passed away i believe okay that makes sense yeah and but like they they made a real meal out of it like <laughs> yeah then they kept referring to it which is fine i guess you, you have to say something but you know it's an unfortunate situation because that's you that's something i didn't know there's a lot of there's a lot of dialogue sort of committed to like explaining look this is my new body <laughs> without because they never they weren't, weren't obviously able to show exactly what happened you assume she got in some altercation yeah and had to sacrifice her old body or something mm. but um yeah it's it's a weird one um you know but they they had to do what they had to do in the, in the circumstances because that's that's something i knew going into the third movie um that's one of the, like the few memories that i have of the right. matrix trilogy but i thought like she changed in each movie not just the third but oh well right yeah I mean, like, obviously, I think if they knew that was going to happen, then maybe that's where they would have gone with that. <laughs> yeah. And then it became a thing. But, you know, third. whatever happened, happened. And they they didn't get her back for the third one, for whatever reason. And yeah. yeah, so it's a different actor. Like, we didn't talk about Seraph, who turned up in the second film. Yeah. Seraph is another program. <laughs> Whose um, purpose is to protect the Oracle? Basically, yeah. But like what what we get the other thing we didn't really talk about was the Merovingian and his sort of yeah. cadre of which is of goons which is they they explain him to be the one of the oldest programs right. so he's he's lived through different versions of the matrix I believe so so this is what I think is is going on here what they're trying to say about this world is that like every so often whenever they do a reset they they sort of bring everything into a new era yeah and and so the enforcers like the people who occupy the position of the agents in the current version they were occupied by 
legendary figures in the previous versions. So like mm-hmm. werewolves or vampires or, or, um, uh, you know, ghosts. Mm-hmm. So the Merovingian and his, his goons, like there's a reference to silver bullets, um, being able to kill one of the guys. And then you've got those two twins who are obviously meant to be ghosts or specters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like, yeah, this is a really kind of a cool idea that like all these mythological creatures are actually just programs throughout the sort of centuries of the matrix. And the agents are the latest incarnation of that, mm-hmm. you know, and they've got their own sort of special abilities and strengths and weaknesses and stuff. And they all decide to, you know, group up with this one dude. Well, yeah. So they band old. together under the Merovingians banner, who is sort of, he sets himself aside from the machine sort of um, people. Like he's, he's not on the agent side. No. And he's not on the human side, obviously. He's sort of his own agent. Would you call chaos. this like the Matrix version of the Illuminati? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everything everything you heard like that is a conspiracy is true. They're just programs. Yeah. In the matrix. They're just not human. They don't they don't live real lives. And I think that's that's if like if the matrix were sort of like a game world in an RPG or something like that, this is probably where they go with it. You know, like um different breeds of programs can have different sort of sets of powers and stuff. Yeah. And they're from different generations of the Matrix. And then, um, and yeah, so he he becomes an important player. It's weird in the second movie; he seems like a bit of a side story, like he's just something a weird obstacle that's in their way. They just need need him to get to the Keymaster, or whatever it is. He has a very um, he, he has a very um, interesting piece of dialogue, which like was weird when he said it the first time and then it gets explained at the end where yeah. he goes to Neo cause Neo's being an ass and he's just wrecking everything. Um, yeah. He's gone to Neo. Your, your predecessors were more respectful. Like what does that mean? Yeah. What did that mean? True. Did you mean like the other, so that, that, that line of dialogue comes before he meets with the architect. Obviously. Yeah. I thought he was yeah. referring to like the other resistance members. Right. No, actually, I, I, I forgot that that's... Because obviously I already knew because I'd seen these movies, but like in the rewatch, I forgot that we didn't realize that Neo wasn't the first, the one. Yeah. <laughs> so he wasn't the first Jesus. So, um, so yeah, the, there you so go. The, so Mova's so met the other Jesuses along the way. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. He's been around probably since one of the earliest incarnations of the Matrix and so has encountered... Um, all the other glitches. <laughs> yeah. Persephone, his his wife, betrays him. Yep. But then she's back in the third movie. Yeah. She doesn't have much to do in the third movie. <laughs> but yeah, so you get like, so the whole, basically the journey of the third movie is Trinity, Seraph, and Morpheus trying to get Neo back into his real body. Right. And along the way, they have to deal with the Merovingian again. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yes, they didn't want to introduce a new character. When when they're doing <laughs> that, we find out that Neo has morphed again. Like he's they can't detect him in the Matrix, but he's there. Yeah, they're in the car and they're and and um the operator's like, what's going on? Did you they're find like, the mate? Did you find Neo? Neo? Like, can't, yeah, he's can't like, you tell? 
yeah like it's right here <laughs> right here like I, I can't see him I'm like okay if you say so yeah. boss yeah that's something they didn't really expand upon yeah it's really interesting but then so when when neo wakes up back in his body he's jacked in so the, 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 they decided that yeah they, they were like well, we better plug him in so we can unplug him again <laughs> These reading tell us that he's plugged in, but he's not really plugged in. So let's actually plug him in. Yeah. This is weird. He's on Wi-Fi. Yeah. We better get the Ethernet cable in. <laughs> you know, um, and then Bane wakes some up. Sort of sense. And then Bane wakes up. And Bane also wakes up at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Bane, Bane Smith. Yeah. They didn't really explain... Um, what Bane really did. So Yeah, the whole idea of like he, he fired a DMP at the wrong time or something and it took yeah. down logos. Yeah, I think that probably happens in Enter the Matrix, maybe at the end of that game. I don't know. Because <laughs> when when Or it might be I, I seem to recall there's a Animatrix short. episode called The Last Flight of the Osiris. Yep. Which might be that story as well. Because when yeah, they say that he fought an EMP, I just thought that he fought an EMP in Zion and everything just fucked up. But uh, no, I guess it wasn't oh, no. Actually, that crazy. Final Flight of the Osiris happens before the Matrix Reloaded. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's hard to keep all this stuff straight, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like there's something in some of the extra... Uh, additional materials that explains what exactly Bane did to to fuck up and um, how they ended up in that mess. Because we kind of knew Bane was Smith towards the second. Was it this? Yeah, it happened in the second movie, and like they show the scene where he takes over the body. So yeah. the other, the other, um, the other free guy—I don't even know what we call them—gets <laughs> um, out of the the phone line first. I love this idea as well, like that that landlines are the only way out. Like you'd yeah. be fucked in twenty twenty. <laughs> but they all carry cell phones. Everyone carries cell phones so they can communicate, but they can't actually get the they can't digitize their body through a cell phone. <laughs> Maybe a smartphone will be able to do it nowadays. <laughs> uh, does your iPhone have the digitizer app? Can you digitize it? <laughs> Is that why they're getting rid of land like uh, payphones around the city? <laughs> so we see that scene. We actually see that scene where so his his partner goes out and then yep. he's like about to pick up the phone, and then he gets transformed into Agent Smith. Yeah, and then he picks up the phone anyway and, and gets out as well. So in the third movie, we know from the start while he's in a coma, as viewers, that this is Agent Smith. Um, Wakes up. Uh, he tries to act stupid. And then, he's dumb and then kills the doctor. Kills Maggie, the doctor. Yeah. Um, and then he, I think it was like halfway through the movie now, we get a bit more Neo screen time. Yeah. Where he takes the logos. Yeah. Oh, no. The logos? Yeah, he, he takes he, the logos. He, he, yeah. So straight out of his coma, he goes to his room to meditate or whatever. And he comes back and he's like, well, I'm going to need take to get a ship to now. I need to take a capital. ship. Yeah. I need one of these ships. Like, I need a ship. Good, like, we're not giving you a good ship. Moment, actually, like, um, Niobe sacrificing her ship 
and then the captain being like, you can't do that. And she's like, it's my just ship. said that the captain is allowed to do whatever they want with their ship. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and, and, then, then, and then Niobe's so, awesome piloting skills. Oh yeah. That's happens. crazy. Absolutely. Really crazy. Cool. Like even Morpheus yeah. is just taken aback. I'm like, keep up Morpheus. <laughs> like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> You're going so fast. It's like not even her ship. And the guy who owns the ship is like, I didn't know she could do that. Yeah, totally. It's very cool. I really like that. Meanwhile, the logos goes to the machine capital and Oh Neo, yeah, in the fight with um Bainsmith, he gets he gets his eyes burned out. Yeah. Um and I think it's but dead then he powers. gets this he gets yeah, he gets this lightning vision or whatever it is. He he gets the electricity vision. He can see the connections. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool, but again, doesn't like who? No, nobody can explain this. <laughs> Why is he able to do these things? Who You're a glitch, he's remember? Not, he's a glitch. He's not human. <laughs> he's a glitch like inside the human. matrix and outside the matrix. Yeah. So I, I, I get the feeling like what what doesn't what isn't explained very clearly in the films is is that he's he's basically doing what smith did to bane like he he is a um obviously he had uh, a pod like incubator right. that was for him yeah but but in in the matrix he he probably was always a, a program on some level maybe he's a hybrid <laughs> maybe his parents were like one of them was a program one of them was human but they don't say anything they don't they don't tell us that any of that this is all speculation my my understanding is that you know when when a i guess a genetic baby is born in an incubator that's a new yeah. program and then their mind is synced with that body okay sure so we'll because because they say that <laughs> they say that in the first movie that they shouldn't free a mind that's past a particular age yeah so it's, I guess. Yeah, he, he's unusually old for someone that's. Yeah. Yeah, coming out of the matrix. So it's, yeah. to my understanding, it's like, oh, it's one, one program, one mind, one body. Yeah. Yeah. So each program starts know. off as a baby. Yeah, but like, you get into questions of like, yeah, yeah, your your identity in the matrix. It has to be attached to a flesh brain, right? Yes, <laughs> that's know. the un- that's the understanding. Yeah. So as much as it's a, a digital version of that flesh brain, it's still like because you know, otherwise it doesn't make sense. If you can die in one place, you die in the other. It's it's because of like the brain stopping or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's but like again, all this stuff seems so clear and obvious when the first Matrix came out and then these two sequels came out and everyone had all these questions that, yeah. that you had to have a deep conversation to get to the bottom of. Exactly. And like, like what a Shanti? Is she, like, is, she, is, she, is she a baby yeah. or is she just a program? She, um, she, does she have a flesh brain? Yeah. Who knows? Then why don't they just release her and free her? Yeah. Uh, I think the argument there is they're too busy trying to protect Zion then, then to free minds. Yeah, you could definitely say that. Like, and Zion, like, it feels like the it would have to have a pretty limited population. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they can't expand. <laughs> they need they need more machines to to make more fresh water and food and stuff. Yeah, 
don't know. It's weird. And like they can only it's not a sustainable house, society. And they they can only house like a certain amount of ships as well. I I get the impression that they don't have the technology to build more ships. Like the number of ships they've got is how much they've got. Yeah. But I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> because like if it, it, it seems like it's one of their most powerful weapons, but they like they don't have like a uh, an EMP in the dock. They they put all their EMPs on the ships. And yeah. um, so they don't have a last ditch sort of panic button EMP to, to blast when the machines invade. Um, which seems like a defensive failure, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> well, but no, anyway. because the EMPs will just blow up every other like operating yeah, yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, but, but it is like a, it's. Um, I love that moment actually when when uh, the. Uh, when Locke is in command, he's like, um, he doesn't want the the ship to come in because yep. if they blast the MP, we'll lose the dock. And his, his second in command is like, we really lost, lost the dock. dock. <laughs> Have you not yeah, been okay. watching? <laughs> <laughs> You're the commander. You should know the this. The APUs are down. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've got nothing out there. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem like a very good commander, honestly. <laughs> No, he was, he was just complaining for like the whole two movies. Pretty much was, yeah. <laughs> like, so the counselors, the counselors going like, "Where's, where's the Neb? Where's, where's the Nebuchadnezzar?" Yeah. And the uh... commander's going, "Who cares about that one ship?" Yeah. But there were no other ships in the in that like final fight. No, it was the hammer. Brought them all back. It was just the one. Yeah, ship. the hammer was the one that came back. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like. Uh, it's hard to get a sense of how many ships there were, but I thought there were more than three or four in the whole thing. No, there's, there's, there's definitely more than three because in the Animatrix, there's another ship. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably um, have the technology to build it. It just probably takes forever to build it and get parts and stuff. It's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> get permits. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It seems like that they're, if they were capable of making more ships, they probably would. Yeah, but they probably can't fit them all. Is another question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, like this is all like super like nitpicky stuff. I like I I honestly like the these movies. I like I like related to like um, revolutions. I just think I understand where complaints come from about right. these films, especially in comparison to the original matrix um which didn't sort of raise all these questions as so much um but yeah and so then neo goes to the machines and i i kind of actually i, I don't think i got this when i first watched it but on the rewatched i, I kind of liked it he was like you know i know you've got a problem and i'm the solution like agent smith is out of control yeah so i thought the whole point was to destroy the machine and the machine city but instead they just negotiated the deal between the two of them so i I, and i think this is i think it's good because agent smith is a big difference between every other iteration of the matrix right like they never had an out of control virus inside the matrix before and um, if they're going to continue, like, assumingly, like, every instance of um, 
Agent Smith is consuming resources that they can't really afford. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a problem. And so, and Neo created it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently he's the solution to it, which is great. And um, yeah, they negotiated a deal where Zion can be spared if, if the Matrix can be, like if you, if you can do a virus scan on the Matrix and yeah. this, this out of control program. I actually like it. I thought it was like pretty heavy handed on the sort of Christian imagery, especially like when he, when he basically turns into an angel in the electro vision that he's got. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, and at the time, I think that's probably what I didn't like about that ending, but now it's like, it, it sort of makes sense. Was there a reason why agent Smith decided to use the Oracle body in that fight? Because um, so his his concept is that because he's got Oracle Vision, he he knows he's going to win this fight. Okay, and and he knows that he can do it without any help from the other Smiths. So he's like, they're just going to watch and enjoy the show. Yeah, but it wasn't that obvious um, until the end, where he's gone. He's beaten Neo. Neo's on the floor, yeah. Yeah. and his glasses are off. He's talking yeah. to himself, and he's going. I've had this seen vision. This, yeah. I've seen yeah. this. You're on the floor there. I'm standing here. And I say, and I say every beginning has an end in the year. Like, what did I just yeah. say? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like Oracle talking through him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when you realize that was the Oracle Smith, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't obvious until you would see, until you see the Oracle body afterwards. I thought, okay. I thought Smith just went crazy. <laughs> No, so that's that's the oracle reminding Neo that I guess I guess everything that ends has a beginning or everything that every what is it every beginning has an end has an end yeah whatever it is yeah so that's that's the oracle reminding Neo you started this you better finish it <laughs> I guess I think that's what that is because it's like um, yeah as we say like Neo created Agent Smith in some way. Or, or like at least gave him this power. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be Neo that, that closes the loop and, and ends it. And then uh, Smith tries to assimilate Neo and it looks like he's successful. Right. And he explodes. <laughs> so I think the logic there is, I have to, I have to really think about it. So <laughs> Smith assimilates Neo who is mm. attached to the machines so indirectly, okay. indirectly, the machines uh, practically delete Smith, right? Through Neo, whatever whatever it is that they like, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, they they gain the ability to purge Smith. Because yeah, because then Neo becomes... whether whether it's because of Neo himself or whether it's because he's jacked in at the at the machine, machine. headquarters, or whatever. Yeah. Like that—that that could be it as well. Yeah, that's really that's a really interesting take. Because he pretty um, much just—I don't know—using the word "super saiyan" doesn't really sound right. He glows <laughs> inside out. Yeah. <laughs> in the real. In the real. Uh, right, world. right. In the real world, yeah. And in the Matrix world, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's of... left pretty ambiguous, actually, what happens to him. Yeah. Like so, is, he, does Neo die? Is Neo dead? Off. 
I think uh, the implication is that he is dead, but I think there's a that's left wide open. And so when like a lot of people are, are sort of saying with the fourth film, didn't Neo die? Why is Keanu in this? Ah, but you know they never actually show him having a fatal no, injury. No, he like that. he's shown lying down, um, on it's essentially like a a transport yep. bed. Yep vehicle and he's get he gets just shift taken away to somewhere yeah yeah um and the matrix resets the oracle is alive again yeah yeah uh, shanti and Sarah are back and the architect's going to the oracle if you want to keep playing this game we can keep playing this game but yeah how long do you think humans will be at peace for um yeah yeah so that just kind of implies that Neo gets reset as well. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> this is this is where this... like a lot of a lot of open ends, a lot of open threads yeah. are left at the end of that film. And again, like I think people were annoyed because when you when you watch a trilogy, you want the first film to open some questions, the second film mm-hmm. to sort of explore those questions, and the third film to resolve everything and wrap everything in Not into really. a nice little bow. No, it didn't. It didn't really. This this one didn't do that. <laughs> 20 years later and it still hasn't solved that. Nothing, nothing's no. been answered yet. And I don't think the fourth one will either. <laughs> Good old, Keanu Reeves is going to bring less uh, answered. Keanu Reeves is going to bring the Matrix into the Star Wars um, era. Where it's going to be like <laughs> an extra three more movies to add up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. Would you go? Would you watch another trilogy of these films? That's I the don't. No, <laughs> I'll watch one more. I'll watch I'll one more. Watch one more. I'll watch one more just for the Keanu closure. Yeah. Um, but then afterwards we'll just see what happens. Yeah. We didn't mention because we like, we didn't say that Trinity yeah. dies in the third one. No. She so gets, Trinity goes with Neo to to the Machine City, and she has a pilot because Neo is technically blind or not yep. really, and um. And then she cocks it yeah. in the final, like, when they get there. They just dive very... straight into a building. And yeah. she gets impaled, like, three ways. She gets to see the sun before she goes, which is a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole Trinity-Neo storyline, as we said before, like, the romance isn't very super believable. No, it's not. Um, their chemistry doesn't doesn't like i don't know it doesn't do anything for me and like but she makes these decisions to go with him and and sort of support him basically based on the fact that she's in love with him rather than anything else and um and then she dies (laughs) for like a lot of the trilogy i just thought that they were just super horny (laughs) that's 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 my take of it yeah you know Alright, so okay, um, where do we where, where do we wrap this up? Well, <laughs> did you okay, so, enjoy okay, watching? So from from your perspective, did you enjoy yeah. the second or second or third rewatch? Did you enjoy I, it more? Or did you enjoy it less? So I, absolutely, I was in the in the school of people who were like, the first movie is great. Don't bother watching the second or third movie. Now I think um, I think they're more worth watching 
than that. Like, I think they're definitely, there are definitely moments in them that, that are worth like looking back on. Um, I still don't think they hold up quite as well as the first movie. Um, the first movie, I, was, I think, is just a straight up better, really good movie, like the best movie out of the three. But I don't think, I, I think it's definitely worth watching the second and third movie, um, especially if you're interested in the lore and the mythology of this world, this um, sort of thing. Because um, uh, I think it's a, a more interesting lore than than people give it credit. Like, I think, and I think, like, starting the start point of the matrix is a simulation and this is what we're all living through is super strong. <laughs> um, and it's sort of hard to beat, but I mm. think, I think the, it gets expanded on well, if not, you know, perfectly. Um, and I really, I honestly really enjoyed rewatching them more than I thought I would. Would um, you, I think, yeah. Would you recommend it to someone who's not me because I kind of grew up with the culture, but would you recommend it to someone who's like 18 now? Um, I think absolutely. I think, I I think like, and I would say to them, you have to watch all three. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, I, I think like the, the idea of recommending one, but not the other two is just like, um, uh, there's a lot of ancient salt. (laughs) Like there's a lot of like, uh, again, like a lot of the perception, a lot of my perception of this film ironically was colored by like the discussions I saw online about it and like what other people were saying about it. And I think, um, you know, like I think with fresh eyes and a different decade, um, they're, they're different films. Like, for a um, franchise that's almost 20 years old, I reckon yeah. it's aged quite well. Yeah, cool. There's nothing about that movie that's really... Because um, like you, you hear it all the time where old movies don't live up well because the, the PC culture and the jokes and the references and stuff are not... Okay, um, yeah. You actually don't... Not yeah, appropriate you're right. today. It's actually... Um, you don't get a lot of... Um, you know, inappropriate stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> in these films. Yeah, even the effects pretty much hold up. The oh, fight yeah. scene, the fight choreography is is amazing in all all three of them. Um, so they're very watchable, and they're oh, what I what I did want to say before is that like, especially in an era of action movies that is dominated by Marvel, you know, um, the movies that don't ask any serious questions about how we perceive the world, you know, philosophically. (laughs) These movies are like such a weird outlier because um, besides, like I said, besides Christopher Nolan, Mm. not many, not many filmmakers are really combining like big budget special effects with good story, sort of heady philosophical discussions about Mm. what it means to be human. (laughs) <laughs> you know like um i think on that level it's definitely they're definitely worth revisiting i would definitely say that if you were to compare it to something modern um and i said i said this before man of steel is is okay. a very close comparison 
In terms in, of the effects and the action, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for, well, in terms of the the uh, the effects, the action, and the uh, the philo- philosophical story, because you know, at the end of the day, Superman is still human, human with godlike powers. I think like um, Neo becoming as overpowered as he is. Mm. I don't know that you'd see that <laughs> in a in a more recent film that often. What because did it's kind of boring? <laughs> what did the um, I can't say their names properly. The producer brothers. What did they do after the Matrix? Do we? Um, well, they both transitioned, so they're now sisters. And ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they did uh, Jupiter Ascending. Wow, that bombed um, hard. Which bombed hard. So <laughs> discussion for another time. That was uh, with uh, um, I would say I would say Natalie Portman, but that that's not correct. No, it was um uh person who voices Meg. Yeah. Family guy. Uh his name escapes me at the moment. Uh it is Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Milkers and Atlas, which was yeah, Cloud Atlas, which was I hear a very interesting film, but I haven't seen it yet. I probably will watch it. That is an interesting movie. At some I, point. Did, I did watch it in the theaters. They, they watched that. They also made Speed Racer. I don't remember that movie. Um, but you know what Speed Racer is, right? I, I no, not really. <laughs> like an old anime, and apparently the film version of it that they made is quite good. But yeah, oh, I, I think mean, I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so um in terms of their cultural impact, definitely the Matrix is the highest point in yeah. their entire career. They're like um the nineteen nineties version of the Russo Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But uh, are they know, are they back for four? Do we know that? Is that something that's been discussed? I believe they're involved. They're probably producing it, maybe not directing it. Uh-huh. But, um, I, I'm not sure. Okay. Because to my understanding, this is a very Keanu-involved movie. Yeah, he's definitely an, ex- uh, an executive producer on that yeah. project, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how deeply they'll be involved. They'll probably be helping out with the script if not writing because mm-hmm. I, I believe they wrote the matrix as well um anyway yeah well, that's another so, two years till we see anything yeah i mean i'm i'm excited it'll be interesting to see what they do whether they you know have more mind-blowing revelations or yeah. if they just sort of play in the playground and not really change too much um because that's what we see a lot with these, you know, um, decades later revisits. Uh-huh. Cough, Star Wars, cough. <laughs> like, like this this balance between changing what has gone before or like just basically remaking it for a new era is like, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what path they take with this. Especially anyway, with um, uh, Keanu coming back into. Uh, more of a yeah. Hollywood role because he took a gap. Yeah, took a huge gap for a while. I mean, he's he's been working consistently, but nothing really resonated until yeah. John Wick. 
since the Matrix, I think. Yeah. Um, he's been a, a couple of cameos projects that there. he did. And actually, I believe um, the director of John Wick was the one of the choreographers, but one of the fight choreographers on the Matrix. Huh. That's okay. how they know each other. Yeah. I think so. I could be wrong. But anyway. Um, um, I guess we can anyway, wrap things up here. Anyway, that's all I've got time for. Yeah. yeah. We'll wrap things up here. Um, wow, this has been a very long episode, but we had to go through 20 no. years of law. So <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah. Right. Maybe uh, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you learned something. Um, and if you guys like us, right, doing... if, you, if you haven't checked out the films, I don't know. Go watch why the Matrix. To a spoiler cast, but go watch it. Yeah. All right. All right. Catch you guys later. Like and subscribe. Bye. All that good stuff. Find us on Anchor, Google Podcasts, anything but YouTube. Yeah. Catch up. <laughs>